What's up, guys? Welcome back to Good, Bad to the Sequel. This is the show where we have a good time watching bad movies, and then we ask the question, is it good, bad, or is it just bad? I am John. I am Danielle. And we are, like I said, back. We took a break because uh, we felt that it was inappropriate to uh, live normal lives and do normal things while the country was in um, cultural decay, we'll call it. Um, so we thought that would have been in poor taste, but the world also needs laughs, so we are back. Correct. Well, I don't know if I would call it cultural decay. I think it's more of a renaissance, in fact. That's a better term for but it, yeah. it was very heavy times and no time to be making a silly movie podcast. So we took some time, but we're back because I think we need also an outlet. So here yeah. we are. People need to laugh and relieve stress, and that is what we are here for. Yep. You can find us on Instagram at the Good Bad Show. So if you want to vote on the movies that we do, that's where you do it. If you want to just reach out and chat with us, that's where you can do that. Um, before we went on break, the vote was for Fifty Shades of Grey. You guys chose Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes, you did, yes, and you did. we watched it because uh, partly because I put it up for the vote, and partly because you people made us. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're gonna do is break down the plot of Fifty Shades of Grey. Then we're gonna go through our awards. Uh, those awards are bold statement, worst line, best line, worst performance. Who was the MVP? What was the unredeemable moment? What is our favorite part? We're going to give it a better title, and then we'll decide if it's good, bad, or if it's just bad. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Are you ready to talk about Fifty Shades of Grey? Yes. And that being said, if you, listener, do not want to hear about sexually graphic subject matter, especially coming from myself or John... You should leave. <laughs> the, you should skip this one. Ask Grandma to leave the room because this is going to be a graphic episode just by virtue of talking about the yeah. things that happen in this movie. Obviously, yeah. if you clicked on this with the title being Fifty Shades of Grey, you should have known that. You should have known. Um, you know what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't hide. You freaks. We know you're listening to this on incognito mode. Too late. We found you. Alexa, <laughs> buy Fifty Shades of Grey on Amazon. Ooh, unrated version. Alexa, <laughs> Alexa, buy the unrated version of Fifty Shades of Grey. Play it every morning at 8 a.m. Go. <laughs> Alexa, buy the paperback box set of the Fifty Shades books. Paperback box set. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, you freaks. Now you have everything you need. <laughs> oh, I didn't do it. Alexa made me do it. <laughs> By the way, you can DM, DM us your, uh, your I didn't do it requests. Um, of things that you would like to arrive at your house that you can genuinely say you never ordered them because the people on the podcast ordered it on your behalf. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do your dirty work for you. you Speaking of dirty work. Yeah. So going into this movie, I never had any plans of watching this ever in my life. Same. Um, I obviously know of it from existing in the world. I knew that it came from a book series and I knew that the I thought 
and had it confirmed that this book series and movie was smut for women that women will not acknowledge is smut. I don't agree. I think this movie was for men. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, well, I'm sure we'll break that down. Um, have you ever read any of the books? No. Okay. It's, I just, I've always been like, okay, ladies, you're allowed to have smut. Yeah. Just admit that that's what it is. Yeah, let it be smut. Because, smut it up. The, like, the, the, the conversation surrounding the books and the, this first movie was that it was, like, high art of some sort. And huh. I was like, I, it can't be. <laughs> There's no way that it could be because it wouldn't reach the masses if it was. <laughs> hey, that's a fair assessment, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I kind of went into it thinking that that was the case. And, and I felt like the way that I, uh, preconceived it was sort of confirmed okay. in some places. Um, the first thing I noticed in this movie in the credits is that the score was done by Danny Elfman. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, man. Like, you're, you're better than this. I noticed you, that too. How do you go from like Batman to this? Um, have you seen his house? Whose? Yeah. Danny Elfman. Oh, why? Does he live in squalor? No, I bet you he has like a lot of amazing houses because he does Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're just taking paychecks. It's a businessman. It just seems not on brand for him. <laughs> um, Danny Elfman featuring The Weeknd. <laughs> so uh, you, you meet Anastasia and you meet Christian and they're just doing their normal lives. And she is going to be a substitute interviewer. Right. To go, uh, to go interview Christian Grey, who is the head of a billionaire what company? Uh, uh, industries, products, things, items. <laughs> right. Yeah, I have, I have no idea. Pencils, right, yes. <laughs> Pen- the pencils industry is, is booming in Seattle these days. Yeah, so she is like your Mandy Moore uh, 90s bumbling, goofy, like virgin she's she's not that good looking but yet absolutely yes she is like 90s like makeover type girl right yeah like she doesn't know what she's got girl next door coming coming into age like basically prey for the right man yeah she she... naive like not yet out of college still a student just the heavy-handedness oh my god okay how do we make her a virgin without saying so? Right. Let's put her in clothes that don't quite fit and yep. are like overly uh, conservative and uh, glasses. Gotta yep. have glasses. Virgins have glasses. No makeup. Yeah, no makeup. Kind of like uh, just flush face because she's so nervous. She's playing, she's playing Clark Kent, basically. <laughs> and she goes into, into his office and... And everyone who works there is from Themyscira. They're from the same place as Wonder Woman. They're all six <laughs> foot eight, like Brigitte Nielsen. I liked this office. Like I would like. I would like to have this office. Like I wouldn't be in a secretarial mode. Like I would have the corner office. But... You will do whatever he says. <laughs> No, but it will be my office, so he will do as oh, I say. I got you. He can stay, but only when I say. Someone needs to look into the Grey House uh, employment practices. I'm <laughs> guessing there were other people who applied who were turned down. Uh, they've all signed contracts, though, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, maybe. Well, maybe they, they were to sign a contract, and yeah. did it happen? We don't know. It doesn't matter. And then she is immediately horny in this interview. Right, yeah. So she's... 
this strange, sad girl who's basically, like, she's deer in his headlights, right? Like, she is transfixed by his intensity. And, like, I think the fourth line, yeah, the fourth line I have written down is, okay, the premise for this movie is the fantasy of pandering to the unseen girl. At this point, this movie is for women. Because this movie is for women who don't feel seen or aren't feeling, like, the romance that they need in their lives or like they're very shy and quiet and reserved but want so much more in life and they just want someone to do the work for them right and come to their like as we say if there's a lake two people on either side of the shore should swim to the middle and meet in the middle no they need the other person to swim all the way to their shore to make their fantasy happen which is happening here like he's approaching her and he's like "Uh pray yeah pray like she's she's like you see me (laughs) <laughs> this is very similar to Rocky and Adrian. Yeah. Except for that Rocky is a bum. So there there's the the like equal footing for that that uh uh romance to take place. Yeah. What you're talking about, you also have to mention he's a billionaire. Oh yes, yes, there's that. That's what makes this a woman's fantasy because if he steps off of the city bus and he's like, hey, you want to come to my woodshed that's filled with tools and I'm going to stick some of this stuff in your butt? Have you seen my carrot? <laughs> yeah, get the fuck away from me. The fact Creep. that he's a billionaire really matters right. well, in maybe, every aspect. Maybe that's why we don't know what his company makes because there needs to be a certain amount of mystique around his character in order for it to be removed enough from reality to be something that's that stays as a fantasy. Yeah. So, he, like, so we don't need to know that like he has to go in for a physical or that he has to blow his nose ever. Like we don't want to know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like above human. Right. Um we'll we'll go through his transgressions, I would call them <laughs> one by one, and every time we get to one, let's play what would happen if he was poor. Oh god. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Jesus, play, this let's is getting play, heavy. Let's play how would this have gone if he made $50,000 a year? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um the, in this interview, there's a line here where she, she. By the way, fifty thousand dollars a year is poor only in California and other specific regions of the world. And everywhere else in the world, that's pretty good. It's poor where I live, so <sighs> that's what I'm counting as <laughs> as poor. So, so she's like, first of all, uh, what is her name? Dakota Johnson, not a good actor. We'll just get that out in Man, front. She is good. not a good actor, and she's like. I get the sense that your heart is bigger oh, than boy. you let on. You do? Why? What part of this interview led you to believe that other than it's written on the page that you're reading off of? Again, pandering. <laughs> pandering. It's, right away. Right off the bat. And then, smut. Let it be smut. Yeah. just that, That's what I mean. Like, this movie just needed to admit what it was and stop trying to be more. This movie needs to have that gold foil seal on the on the top right corner. That says, like, romance deals. <laughs> <laughs> when you rent the video, it, like, on Amazon, it needs to have that sticker on it. So you know right away. Yeah. Like, don't let the fancy, like, watercolor artwork on the front cover <laughs> distract you. <laughs> she, get, she gets done with this horny interview and mm-hmm. she goes back to her, oh, her. She gets done with the horny interview, walks out of the building, and immediately lets the shower the, oh, the, the rain, rain shower the, the seattle the rain cold just, shower the seattle rain quench her, her horniness oh my god 
heavy-handed, Jesus. Um, she, you guys are gonna get tired of us hearing saying the term heavy-handed, cause oh my god, heavy-fisted. What? Oh, hey. whoa. <laughs> uh, she goes back, and her roommate's like, "What's he like?" And she's like, "He's hot and clean and twenty-seven, and a billionaire." Yeah. <laughs> what? He's so clean. 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 Because he puts his pencils in a row? <laughs> no, we get it. Like, he's a control freak. <laughs> Got he's, it. He's a control freak, but from the get-go, obviously people that have that level of OCD, there's underlying problems. Right. Right? Like, I was like, oh, he's got emotional distress. Right. There's there's something yeah. going on beyond this. From, from the start, right? Like, everything that looks really great and in control and respectable around it, like, there's a driver for that level of maintained control. Yeah, exactly. Um, she gets on a phone call with her mom, who is conservative conservative guess six years older than her <laughs> yeah. and smoking hot <laughs> yeah she is <laughs> what and i'm looking at the mom i'm like oh this movie's about the mom hooking up with this guy <laughs> yeah not the like wispy girl okay yeah. nope wasn't wispy uh yeah yeah Mo mom is about six years older than she is in a smoke show like <laughs> like just in casting why would you create that distraction i i don't know and maybe it I've not read, I never read these books. I had never, I have never seen any of the movies until today. Maybe the mom comes up later on. Yeah. Like maybe she's part of it. I don't know. So, so she works in a hardware store because that's where virgin characters work. Right. Right. Like, right. Right. Because she's, she's an uncut gem, right? She's an unpolished, she's a diamond in the rough. Right. Yeah. Is so what they'd like us to believe. She's, she's got your, like, you could just feel a writer sitting around going, where would a virgin work? <laughs> ah. And it also needs to be somewhere where the predator, that's how uh -huh. I'm going to refer to him, yeah. can get the tools necessary to capture and, and torture his prey. So this line on my notes say, hardware store and the hot mom, Gray, hunts her down. <laughs> Because yeah. he does. He comes to her store and he's like, show me where are the cable ties. She's so naive to his world that when he comes in and asks for zip ties, masking tape, and rope, mm -hmm. she's like, what are you doing? No, she said all the stuff for a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> she did. <laughs> oh, yeah. But then, okay, so already, like, they barely met, right? He He just happened to find her, which now we have a pretty good idea, like, he was looking for her, right? didn't happen to drop into the hardware store where she's been working but he's already talking about doing work in no clothes she's like you need coveralls and he's like i prefer no clothes and she's like yeah no clothes and i'm like all you guys had was one business interview <laughs> and you're now standing in a public place <laughs> having this. so for somebody who's so meticulous about like contracts Good God, we'll get to that. Yeah. And rules, uh -huh. you're going to have yeah. this conversation in the middle of Ace Hardware. <laughs> well, he never stated if he was like voyeuristic or yeah. the, the opposite. I guess. <laughs> An exhibitionist. <laughs> yeah, they, they, uh, she, she mentioned something about like pictures that need to get taken for the interview. So he offers up to do a new photo shoot. Yes. Um, and, he sees this other guy, her friend, and he immediately picks up on that he wants to bone her and gets gets possessive of her. Right away. Right away. Uh-huh. Was she picking up on it and she was cool with it or was she not picking up on it? I don't think she, she didn't pick up on it. She, she's, because you remember, she's naive. She's not even sure what she's picking up on. Yeah. Yeah. So, so probably they, not. They, they end up going on a date and she's like, oh, you're romantic. And he all but tells her to fuck off for he breaks up with her and she says goodbye what <laughs> yeah, they, huh 
yeah, they broke up without ever having been together yeah, in the first place. They had a breakup. Like, oh my god, this is just like classic like romance novel pandering smut like oh emotion it follows the paint by numbers of several things it follows the paint by numbers of country music of (laughs) of like a Mm rom-com it follows like your actual just romance romance and like porn Mm-hmm. All it's following the common beats of all of those things. Like there's the moment in every romantic comedy where they they break up. The unlikely couple breaks up. They go mm-hmm. in literal separate directions, mm-hmm. and then they think about each other and they're texting the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then one of them shows up at the other place, and it's like, oh my god, I'm glad you're here. And the- then they have sex on the pool table. <laughs> and it happens three times in this movie, at least. Like it, it's. This movie is like hardcore codependence lesson. It's it's rough, man. Question. Huh? Why does she have a flip phone? We have a problem with this flip phone. We I thought, oh, this movie's taking place 15 years ago. Mm. No, cuz mm. she's texting him on his what was then current iPhone. Oh, didn't her phone have buttons too? Yeah, what was I the think it was like what a was the like filmmaking decision to give that character a flip phone? Like I would understand it if it was the year like 2008 because those are still pretty common. By tw- 2015, well, I don't know when it got filmed, but in that era they weren't really in vogue. Is it, it a metaphor cool for just how naive she is or like behind the times? Maybe. Impl- implying that if you don't like to get hit with a belt that you're not <laughs> modern. <laughs> you mongrel. <laughs> if, you, if you don't like to get tied up and whipped, you're just behind the times. You're behind the time. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was just another example of them trying to be as literal as possible with showing a, con- a contrast between her and him uh, right because man yo they did it again heavy-handed heavy heavy-handed they're like well we should make a checklist of all the things that would show contrast at some point she'll drink his champagne in her house out of her crappy teacups because that's all she has because he showed up there yeah out of, out of the fucking blue for being so prepared he didn't bring glasses so yeah <laughs> so anyway. she's she's for, i think for the second time she's pissed off at him and she goes out with her friend and gets like belligerently drunk well she's supposed to be acting drunk but i don't know what that is (laughs) it was not good (laughs) yeah she she like texts him and calls him and is like saying drunk person breakup stuff again this is rom-com stuff right so she's just going she's in college she's about to graduate she's out having some drinks which everybody at that age does and he gets mad at her yeah he's angry that she has gone to a bar and has gotten drunk and the reason that she has done this is because he broke up with her (laughs) and then sent her books (laughs) so what the fuck is happening (laughs) and then yeah her acting of being drunk where she's like you're spinning i'm gonna faint that's not how it works we've all been there and that is not how it works you do not get the opportunity to warn someone you don't get to call your shots (laughs) (laughs) you don't get to shout your corner (laughs) okay yeah okay so here's the first point where it starts getting real gray and that's not a joke things are getting gray where she is passed out and he takes her home yeah so she just takes his word for it that he didn't rape her yeah she wakes up in his clothes yeah and she's he's like yes i took your clothes off yes i was right next to you the whole time but because i seem so like not nice i wouldn't call him nice he's just up front thoughtful. He, he, like thoughtful and mm-hmm. up front that she's just like okay i i, I trust that you didn't controlled rape me. 
controlled. But then he says to her with, with contempt, if you were mine, you wouldn't be able to sit down for a week. And she's like, huh? (laughs) She's like, what? And then he just moves on past that. No, no. Then he's, he like angrily takes off his shirt at her and then comes (laughs) over and eats her toast. I didn't take a tally, but how many times did he take off his shirt? Not times you saw him without a shirt. That's different. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that was twice. We had to witness the act of him removing his shirt. Is this Mm. a difference between men and women where Mm. I would say that your average man just wants to see a woman naked, not necessarily the removal of the clothes? Would you say that your average woman wants to watch the clothes get taken off? I I mean, that's part of foreplay, right? Like women want a story right they want some they want an increase they want a crescendo into the action so probably okay i was just like okay yeah we he's jacked we get it like right like for if you're watching uh uh chris pratt they have to have the gratuitous shirtless scene <laughs> uh-huh. he's just already shirtless when you see him right They're like there like, you go <laughs> like, he showed up that way chris but he'll have- but he'll usually, like, reveal himself, right? Like, walking into a room yeah, where the camera yeah, pans yeah. over. He's not just, like, there. I don't know. Um, like, almost everything in this movie is is bananas. Oh, and now nonsense. he's asking her for consent. And she's... So he's playing this game of cat and mouse, right? Like, he's he's absolutely the cat. We know we know this. We're, we're getting this. Yeah. But the mouse starts to play him, but not yet. So... Is this but movie you can see sexy it happening. Tom and Jerry? <laughs> well um where where the the mouse is actually the one calling the shots you mean where the cat's gonna fuck the mouse because <laughs> i don't think that's what tom and jerry were up to i mean we, we don't know for sure we we have a good idea that that wasn't happening <laughs> tom was like i want you inside of me <laughs> tom's like sign this contract <laughs> I want you to consent that Tom is the cat, not the mouse. <laughs> but he's he's escorting her out. They're in the elevator, and he she bites her lip, which is like his fucking green light. Mm-hmm. Which, it, it's so that's a really really common thing that humans do when they're riled up, right? Is bite their lip. Mm-hmm. He seems to be a professional at this, right? At at this, he said he's had fifteen women in this scenario before right yes yes so her biting her lip he just he says fuck the paperwork he cannot control himself because of her well but that's part of the fantasy right yeah the fantasy is that this woman without trying is so special that she can turn a man okay okay but here's my thing from team man Mm -hmm. why to me Personally, there's nothing about that girl that's like, oh, wow, she's so smart or sweet or intelligent or whatever that would make her stand out in this scenario. Which leads me to think that the only thing that's getting him that like out of his normal control is that she's a virgin. So, yes, I agree with you because he's not looking for a relationship based on respect. Right. He's looking for a physical relationship. Yeah. Which like, he like, makes it very he makes it very clear. He doesn't want to get to know her. He doesn't want to become attached to her because then she can't be uh, she can't be objectified if he has feelings for her, yeah. right? And if he does end up having feelings for her and he still wants to objectify her, he has to either know that she's mature enough to play that role or groom her 
in a way where she can understand the difference and the separation between this is playtime and this is relationship time and they're two different things yeah it's i I just was like oh it seems because i'm not a woman with this fantasy i was like the idea of a billionaire preying on virgins is common sure (laughs) but it's the opposite of attractive i would think um yeah i mean i guess it's who you are like this this film to me seems very much like lolita like very very much like a if if they had been able to make this as a 16 year old or younger legally then i think that's what it would have been so like they've taken a girl mm. who's as close to being like just the, just the post pubescent just yeah. post pubescent right like 14 and they've gotten one that you know is old enough because she's graduating college yeah that makes sense i mean it's gross but it makes sense uh he shows up at her house in a helicopter or, or his, she he takes the her, driver yeah. comes and gets her and takes him to her his house and she's like where are we going and he's like seattle and she just goes goo goo over the thought of seattle yeah. the previous scene was in seattle yeah i know i was wondering why <laughs> this it's whole like... movie takes place in seattle yeah like so she starts getting treated she's like oh i like this okay <gasps> seattle yeah, why? uh-huh yeah we live near there yeah but okay so we found out later they're in vancouver which stones throw not yeah. like it's super far away. <laughs> oh, oh, and also, um, I never saw their passports come out. So he's just transporting people over national yeah. lines. Well, when you're a billionaire, you can virgins. do that. You, like <laughs> you can't I'm transport te- virgins over national lines is my point. <laughs> I've been trying to tell you, you get away with a lot of things when you're a billionaire. For yeah. instance, mm-hmm. if I was to transport... Uh, if a, I'm not going to use us as the example. If a mm-hmm. one man was to transport the woman he was courting via <laughs> his 1998 Honda Civic mm. and said, we're going to go to the big city mm. and drove her. And he was like, ah, sometimes third gear sticks a little bit. And then like, uh, do you think you could give me some money for gas? And then they get get to the big city, have dinner. And then, and then he's like, you want to go back to my place? And she's like, sure. And he's like, here's my sex dungeon. <laughs> she is not sticking around no she's not going to be about that zero out of a hundred times does a guy drive in a bucket (laughs) because it's not going to be clean either it's not going to be clean it's going to be dusty there's going to be secondhand sex dungeon stuffs in there he's going to use the wrong ropes she's going to get rope burned when she's running away he's like what i ran it through the dishwasher (laughs) (laughs) this is a family heirloom (laughs) how do you think i got burned (laughs) she's like She's, he's like, I want to show you my playroom, which oh, is yeah. like the classic line, I guess, from this movie. Oh. And and she's like, are you going to make love to me? And he goes, I don't make love. I fuck hard. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, wait, like, we, we see where this is headed. Like, <laughs> come on. And then. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, hold on. So many people. So, so I never saw this movie until today in the year 2020. It's five years old. But so many people when this came out had never been aware of this world. This was a huge revelation to them. Like, the pages unfolding on this book were new information for them. They could not see where this was going. Okay. Like, I, I, that makes, that makes sense. In, in a world where, like, your, your house mom wasn't aware of this sort of thing, right? Like, sure. And then this movie sort of opened people up to it. 
However, Anastasia, the character who was also unaware of it, he bought her a laptop and mm-hmm. then profusely asked her to research the topic. Uh-huh. Then, while she's tied up, she's like, what the fuck is going <laughs> on? He couldn't have taken more steps to ensure consent, knowledge, safe words, and throughout, she still has no idea what's happening. Well, because, I mean, it does get really confusing because... He's trying to make sure she is fine being objectified, but considering she was a virgin, yeah, it's and a big she's, ask, right? Like it's a he's, big ask. the first time they fuck, he's looking into her eyes and like holding her and kissing her. She's confused as shit. Like he is doing some intimate bonding. Yeah, like they haven't fucked yet, but she, he's he's giving her crazy mixed signals. And he's he's like, he's like, really, all I want to do is tie you up and cause a lot of pain for you, which is really enjoyable for me. And then you can only say, do, drink, eat, or breathe when I say. Yeah. And it'll only be on these specific days. And she goes, what do I get out of it? And he's like, uh, me. I'm loaded. (laughs) Do you like that car? Do you want to go to Seattle, baby? (laughs) I was like, you egotistical fuck. I mean, I don't know. It seems like a fun life. (laughs) (laughs) What? He had a great view up there. Again, it wouldn't be if he lived in a in like a two story modest exactly. house. <laughs> Depends what you're after. <laughs> okay, yeah. So she goes to see the playroom. She's fucking traumatized, yeah. even though she's been doing the research. But I guess seeing in person, she's like, "Wait, this is for me." But this she's also on curious. Me? Well, yeah. Like, but then he, but then instead of like, instead of boning her in that room, he decides when he finds out that she's a virgin and acts as though he didn't know that. Mm-hmm. <gasps> You're a virgin? No. <laughs> then he makes sweet, sweet love to her. Uh huh. And then mom shows up the next morning. Right, right, yeah. Like, so okay. He's like, "Oh, you're a virgin." I'll fix that. He's like, okay, so we're going to have a relationship that's based on the contract, meaning, like, I'm sure somewhere in that contract is a thing about emotions not getting involved. Like, by the very merits of wanting to sign a contract about a a physical sexual relationship, you would imagine that this is outside of the realms of normal emotions, and this is different than that. But he's like, well, in order for us to have that kind of relationship... Wait, I need to take your virginity and look you in the eyes while I fuck you. <laughs> I, I got that, and I also got that I have a billion-dollar empire, and I can't be catching a case. So I, I also got that. make sure that there is paperwork in place that prevents that from happening. Well, that was the NDA, but not yeah, the contract. Right, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then she's like, how many women have been here before me? And he tells her, right, he's honest throughout the whole thing. Yes. He's, like, he's like 15, and she's like, I want to go home. And he's like, okay. He takes her to the woods. Yeah, he did. He did. He took her to the woods. Even though there were so many redundancies in place to make sure this guy didn't come off as a rapist, there were still things in there where he was coming off as a rapist to me. Just the cliches of the woods Mm -hmm. and showing up uninvited to places. and Stalking. Selling a person's car without asking them. Yeah, what the fuck? Like... Sexual relationship aside, if you sell my car without asking me, we're going to have serious fucking problems. Yeah, what the fuck? (laughs) 
Can I have the money back? Mm, think about it. <laughs> That's a real deal breaker for me. Yeah. Uh, again, if a guy who made a modest income did that, it's over. You sold my fucking car? <laughs> it's over. Yeah, exactly. No, it's it's that's not normal. And then this is where in the woods, rather than doing unthinkable things, which the woods implies usually, yeah, there's he, blood. he confesses that that he learned this world of submissive and and um, dom because of being his he said what was it, his mom's friend mm-hmm. he was submissive to his mom's friend mm-hmm. and he was she groomed him he was underage right yeah he was 15 yeah so you're like oh okay yeah this guy has like real real emotional trauma and this is how he's dealing with it at the expense of this girl right like he there's there's a thing called the camp campground rule where when is that where he took her the campground no but actually that would be a good metaphor I didn't even notice that during the time, but it's the it's the concept that if you are if you are sexually aware and mature of the like this sort of world, and you're bringing someone who has no idea and concept into it, you have to leave that person's state of mind in the same state or better than when you found it. Like how, if, how can you like prove that? Because you have to really lay out. You have to be extremely honest. You have to lay out all of your expectations you have to lay out all of the pros and cons like you have to make sure that person understands what they're getting into before you bring them into that and you can't really do that with somebody who's 14 or 15 sure right but you could do it with a college graduate who has the experience of a 14 or 15 year old oh god hey i'm not i'm not defending this guy i'm saying that's what that's what's supposed to be happening here um so for the next felt like hour and a half you know what's really hot and erotic? Contract what? negotiations. Sign this contract. Oh, line items. Paragraph <laughs> yeah. B. Yeah. <laughs> the the contract bullshit, I I had enough of it real fast. Yeah, it wasn't like real fast. Besides the boardroom scene. The boardroom scene was actually funny. Yeah, I liked the boardroom scene yeah. and I liked the idea that there was this unsigned contract. Because now this this girl is playing him, right? Like right. she she's getting it. She's she's not so naive as she lets on, and so she realizes that he's also starting to have feelings for her. Like she could see it from the beginning, right? She wanted to see his heart because she could tell that he actually has the capability for feelings like a normal human would. But so she's playing on. She's like, I ain't signing this shit. I can get you for free. <laughs> Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. She's like, uh uh-uh, uh, watch this. Like look at this snatch. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah this uh this cat and, cat and mouse game plays out for the rest of the movie and i think it was actually pretty good but i feel like it could have been a lot better i think i want i want this movie to be remade honestly yeah i, I would do i'd be on board with that and we'll, when we get to our awards my bold statement plays into that that uh, this movie as is as a mainstream rated r movie the most of the problem with it is that it's just really overinflated. it's just really bloated the, the contract negotiation crap and the flying in airplanes some of it's metaphorical some of it's just filling time mm-hmm. it, it just drags yeah like a movie that has this much sex in it you shouldn't come away from it going oh my god that was boring <laughs> Well, you didn't want to buy the unrated version. <laughs> the unrated version was a link. $20 purchase it's on probably your 20 account. Minutes. <laughs> on your account. Do you want to own this movie for $20? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Maybe not. 
I would I would Venmo request you that money back. <laughs> yeah, so they have their their boardroom meeting where they're going over the items, and she makes it clear all sorts of fisting are out. No fisting allowed. <laughs> Hard and soft limits stated. Okay, I still don't know what Gray Industries buys or sells. But, but they do have a conference room that has ominous orange romantic lighting. Yeah, dude. I was into it. Why? Uh, okay, so here's the thing about this movie. The aesthetics, A+. Plus. <laughs> Amazing. So good. Loved yeah. it. <laughs> With yeah. sushi and wine. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm never going to read the book, but I'm curious if that is described in the book. That it has aesthetics. to be. There yeah. was so much, there was so much uh, emphasis on texture and noise and color and um uh taste and ev- everything temperature yeah they did a really good job at that in this movie in their mood lighting. in their negotiations uh he caves and is like fine i'll take you on dates <laughs> yeah right willingly she didn't even ask for that yeah so the woman reading this or seeing this movie would be like okay this is part of my fantasy. Like, he's falling for me. I'm breaking him down. He needs me so badly that he is willing to break his own rules for me. Right. That's the fantasy. Yeah. And he's like, ugh, fine. I'll date you. No, he didn't do that at all. He totally offered it. He wasn't He wasn't resentful or, or anything. Um, and then uh, she leaves. She's like, still not going to sign the contract. I would say the majority of this movie is about Her will leaving. she or won't she sign the contract. And will she leave? <laughs> this is like a two and a half hour movie. And the the vast majority of it is contract negotiation. Oh yeah, a good hour and a half. Is yeah. is she going to sign it or is she going to leave or is he going to fuck her? Yeah. It's one of those three options. Yeah. It's choose your own adventure <laughs> and you only get three options. You know when you watch an action movie and you and it's not that good and you go, there was just the minimum amount of action to call that an action yes. movie? Yes. This is the erotic version of that. There's yeah. At least the rated version that we oh, watch. Yeah, you got the There's just enough sex and way more not sex right obvious uh no right now we're not having sex i'm leaving like i was like i that wasn't my my preconceived notion of this was that it was wall-to-wall butt plugs (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know the butt plugs were your thing all right i was incorrect (laughs) (laughs) so now we're going to her graduation he he, she's graduating Mm mm-hmm and within the proceedings of her graduation, he's still like, please just let me whip you. Uh-huh. She's like, I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> you mean my dad? <laughs> Here I'm, he is. I was saying, as he's like standing there shaking her hand, handing her a diploma, uh-huh. I was said to you, how funny would it be if he also offered it to the next person? Okay, so I'm also- Here's your diploma. How do you feel about bondage? Yeah, have you signed that contract yet, Sally? <laughs> <laughs> Third one comes up. Hey, Mary, how's that contract going? Yeah. He's just—he's got every—he's got every ungraduated girl <laughs> under contract. <laughs> You're all mine. <laughs> uh, she rolls her eyes at him during negotiations, uh-huh. and apparently. That just sends both of them over the waterfall. <laughs> yeah. uh, he takes her and spanks her for it, which she's on board with. Mm-hmm. And then he has to leave. And that bothers her. Right. This is where the movie starts turning south. Because she thought that if she would give that to him, 
that meant that he was having feelings for her and he would want to stay over and spend the night with her. She is wrong. (laughs) See, this is why I think that it's almost exclusively for women because I didn't pick up on that. Maybe it's me. I mean, I'm an idiot. But I was just like, okay, she thought he blue balled her is what I was thinking. Like, (laughs) she thought that was going to lead to immediate fucking and it didn't. Right. Like, Well, when you're three days away from being a virgin and not being a virgin, then... Yeah, right. I mean, that's probably all that was on her mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this, the next scene is hilarious to me and it's, and it's subtle. I don't know if you caught this or not. So he takes her to dinner at his parents' house, which is like the rom-com big step in the relationship. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and, uh, I'm, yeah, I've never done this before. I'm going to go take you to meet my parents, right? Yeah. Also, cliche in the rom-com is I'm going to try to, like give you a hand job under the table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Which would happen in like an Ashton Kutcher movie. Yep. And he is trying to finger her under the table uh-huh. and she's not letting him do it, uh-huh. and which is making him angry. <laughs> there is easily a two foot gap between their chests and the edge of that table. Meaning that their laps are in plain sight of right. anyone at this table and far apart like it's not it's not like the thing where your hands are on your lap and you can like just turn your wrist to touch the other person yeah. you have to reach over there's a 45 degree angle of your arm he away would from have your had body. to have been doing an isometric deltoid workout to get his arm all the way over to her in plain sight of his mother and father <laughs> and oh and her roommates there because her roommate's fucking his brother yeah again like that that whole thing didn't need to be in there no, at not all much happened. To, i was like i i could just in my head reverse engineer the writer's thoughts of okay we need this roommate for comedic relief mm-hmm. how do we get her into these situations mm-hmm. let's invent a brother for him that's irrelevant mm-hmm. and make her boning him well and also i thought that she would be there and she would see what was going on and bring something up and try to wedge herself between them but yeah. there was none of that and, and the, she was a these, passive bystander. these two roommates who are students, college students, right? Her friend's also a college student. I think so. They, they simultaneously start sleeping with and dating two brothers who are billionaires. Mm-hmm. There's never a conversation between the two of them like, <laughs> isn't this the most unlikely scenario you've ever heard of in your life? Isn't this great? <laughs> <laughs> they, they both accept it like this happens to everyone. Right. They're this like, is, this is us. <laughs> the only weird part is that he wants to flog her. That's the only part that's like a little out of the sort, out of you, and normal. And fisting, but she said no. <laughs> she struck that from the contract from section 1.79A. Yeah, right. Uh, he, he, she's like, what's your deal? What's wrong with you? Because he like freaks out about her having to leave to go to Georgia. And he's like, it's none of your business. And then he does tell her what it is that's wrong, like why he's this way while she's sleeping. Mm-hmm. which it turns out she was listening but i was like what an odd writing choice to have him divulge this like personal information to someone he thinks is sleeping but it wouldn't that be the safe way to get it off his chest without actually sharing information about himself maybe it wouldn't be for me like i it, otherwise why you not know just, i'm a heavy sleeper <laughs> why not just say it in a room by yourself because he's not actually getting it off his chest if he's telling it to someone who already knows 
I don't think you're getting it off your chest if you're telling it to someone who's incapable of hearing it either. Yeah, but he's not well, remember? <laughs> he's not well. He, he's very much not well because she leaves to go to Georgia and he's like you're texting her on her flip phone, another Cosmo, <laughs> and she's like, the fuck? This is the first time she responds realistically. Wait, like, wait, wait, hold on. For listeners, what John is saying is that she leaves to go to Georgia. She's having drinks from Vancouver, from the northwest all the way down to the southeast of our country, of yeah. two countries. <laughs> she flies all the way to Georgia to spend one-on-one time with her mother. And while she's there, Christian Grey also flies from the northeast down to the southwest, finds out where she is somehow, waits to see what she's doing, waits to see that she's having multiple drinks, texts her to shame her, to announce that he's there and has been watching. And, and this is the first time her reaction is appropriate. Yep. For a minute. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, ah, it's actually really sweet and endearing. Like, he cares. No. Ooh. No. Under no Mm-mm. circumstances is that something that people would put up with. That's not a surprise. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> that, that's a, that is a an insanely frightening level of possessiveness yep. that should make you out loud alert your mother to the circumstances yeah no that that's uh like restraining order grounds type of stuff that is stalking that is i'm a billionaire and i can get away with this stuff like i was like whoa is have we crossed out of the fantasy land into like 90s stalker movie because that's what I th- that's where I thought that was going to start heading. And There's always lots of fucking in 90s stalker movies, so. That's true. Yeah, that's true too. And then then he takes her flying. As soon as he then <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> so so in my head, in my man head, correct uh. me if you had a different view of this, he commits a a frightening act of possessiveness and then glosses over it by like here let's go do this thing that costs a lot of money and Mm -hmm. you wouldn't otherwise be able to do unless me and my wallet were here Uh and she's like yay yeah exactly (laughs) which makes her and i like i don't i don't like that character because she's just overlooking things like that's the thing right like she's a young girl he can he can he can convince her to do things that he wants her to do in his way because he knows that he's got her right and not only that she goes to Georgia for like one or two days, it was, and he's he's like, what are you doing tomorrow morning? I'm like, maybe she's spending time with her mother that she's in Georgia to see, and then she <laughs> still goes flying with him instead. Yeah. And they have this, oh my God, one of the worst, most heavy-handed scenes is them, them going up in this glider, which doesn't have an engine, right? And so they're up in the air, and the tow plane is pulling them, and he's like, are you ready to let go? And she's like, yes! <laughs> And so they let go and they're free falling and they're gliding and it's the most fun, amazing thing because finally she's let go and she can be free, which is, you know, what he's trying to convince her the entire time yeah. that she's in for, which yeah. that's what he's in for, not her. Oh my it God. It should have had at the bottom of the screen, it should have just had the word metaphor <laughs> flashing. Yeah. <laughs> just, so, just so you know. And then, then like everything's good between them again. So he goes like, oh, I'm going to take you to the playroom. And now she's a little more receptive to it because he has not in my eyes done anything to earn any more trust um actually he's done quite a lot to get rid of trust yep and then she's like yeah and he he has her tied up and he reminds her for like the third time about the safe words Mm -hmm. makes her say it out loud Mm -hmm. and i was like oh this is where it's gonna get yeah get uh, this is where it's gonna sting we're gonna hear one then he tickles her 
<laughs> and I was like, what was the what was the reminder for? And she's still in the dark about what it is he wants. I think it's because he tied up her hands and her feet. Like at this yeah. point, he totally immobilized her. Yeah. Right. And then, but he was he was like with like a stern look on his face, like tell me your safe words. Wait. And she was like, I got it. And then he tickled her. He had another look that wasn't stern. <laughs> I didn't think he had the option. He only has smolder. He only has anger. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then they 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 leave this room and he's just sitting like sad. Sad he's piano. He's playing the piano. Sad. sad she's like piano. everything you play is sad. She's no like, talking. She's like, why are you like this? And he goes, it is thunder and rain. And it's gray, and he's staring out the gigantic window. Mm-hmm. Like, come, Jesus, this oh, is like yeah. days of our life. And then he Ugh. goes, I'm 50 shades of fucked up. <laughs> I lost it. That was, I, I'm always looking for the title of uh-huh. the movie in the movie. Uh-huh. I didn't know he was going to change it to that. That was funny as hell. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> but then she goes like, all right. The only way I'm going to understand this is if you <laughs> unleash hell on me. Right. Show me the worst you can do. She's like, I want it full blast. Yeah, she asked, she's asking for it. And he goes, are you sure? And I was like, motherfucker, I've been sitting here for two hours <laughs> listening to you beg, plead for her to understand. Sign the contract. Please let me do this. I just want to put my fist in your ass. Please, 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 please. please. And then she was like, do it. And he was like, are you sure? God damn it, just do it. Because <laughs> he was mad at that point. So he whips her. He gives her six lashings with a belt. Yes. She takes them all. She He says, count with me. She knows what the safe words are. She's reviewed the contract. Uh-huh. She's had a, a laptop delivered to her house so that she could research what's going to happen uh-huh. here. Uh-huh. I've seen the internet. I know what's <laughs> on it. You, No one should be like curious about any of this. Uh-huh. And he starts hitting her with the belt, and she lets him hit her all six times, uh-huh. and then she has a meltdown over Meltdown. It. What were your thoughts on this scene? The, the ending of the movie, for all intents and purposes. Well, I thought the scene was idiotic, because she asked for it, she knew what the safe words are, she knew that he was trying not to have emotions attached to her, and that he also, in maybe uncertain terms told her like don't get emotions don't don't get the feels for me like well, you don't want to get close to me and I'm not able to get close to you that's not what I'm about don't take this personally we're doing this because it makes me happy and you get a sweet ass penthouse in return and helicopter rides and dates like that's all there is to it so she takes it personally yeah that he whips her yeah right she thinks that it's about her as a human rather than him getting off on inflicting pain and she definitely didn't enjoy it even though she didn't stop it here are the two acceptable reactions that i think she could have had go a you know what that wasn't so bad i really enjoyed that b mm -mm, hard pass not for me what else you got no no okay you're wrong (laughs) a correct b Safe word. Yeah. Stop. Okay, so three (laughs) options. Three options. She she could have also said after one or between one and three. Yeah. Red light. Yeah. That's it. I'm I'm done. But after the six, you know, because maybe maybe you don't know until you get six. Yeah. An acceptable reaction to six could have been, Hmm. you know what? I didn't enjoy that, and I would like to not ever do that again. I know I asked for this. And yeah. I knew what you were up to, and I don't think he restrained her in any way. I think she was just bent over on a table. Yeah, she could have left at yeah. any time. He told her, he's like, there is a helicopter here waiting for you 
if you want to leave. Then she gets in the elevator and she pieces out. And that is how the movie ends. Yes. Now, I know Drama. there are sequels to this, right? Because there were sequels to the books and the, mov- and the movies have been released. Yeah. But at the time that this movie came out, I don't know whether or not we all knew there would be sequels. I, I think, think we probably so. did because the series of books was probably wrapped up. I think so. I Personally, I still don't think it's okay to end a movie that way. Okay, Unless but... you put a tag on it that says to be continued. But I don't agree because girls who read paperback smut want drama. And that shit was drama. That was like like soap opera level drama this is the end of empire strikes back but you know there's another movie coming so it's okay i think i think people knew by that time maybe they did maybe uh, all i'm saying is that all you have to do is put a tag that says like stick around or like stay stick around around for 51 shades of gray or whatever the fuck the sequel's called (laughs) i have no idea what the sequels are called but that's the end i will tell you this and i'm ashamed to admit this Mm. i'm curious to know where it went from there i want to watch the other two <laughs> i really i want to watch the other two i i am curious to know what happened next and i'm not happy about that about myself so that's something i'm gonna have to work on well do you know why why because sex sells and you're titillated <laughs> i can see it you watch your mouth <laughs> okay we're gonna take a quick break to do an ad and then we're gonna come back and give you our awards Okay, we're back. That was a really long break. I'm so tired. I'm glad we got a chance to do our laundry and go to the bathroom yes, and wink. plow the back 40. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, yellow, yellow light. <laughs> but not red. Okay. <laughs> First, I want your bold statement because I feel like uh, that's probably more interesting. All sex tropes in one film for you. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I have actually several bold statements. Oh, yes. If you'll indulge me. I will indulge you. My first is that this movie is fundamentally flawed. Oh. Oh, my. You have the topic of hardcore sex. That's the topic of the movie. Right. And and an individual's barriers and all of that sort of thing is in there as well. But the the biggest arc is hardcore sex in a softcore movie. It just soft, it just poor, isn't going uh, to marry. If you're gonna do the whole point of the movie is if you're gonna do it, do it right. <laughs> so then just make it a triple X movie and release it in theaters. I don't I don't get why it's as soft as it is, and that's not my personal desire to see the things that this freak show wanted. I'm throwing out your verdict because <laughs> you didn't purchase the unrated version. <laughs> it would have been with your money. Well, I would have Venmoed you. You would have split it. <laughs> Um, also, another bold statement is that no one can be a successful billionaire taking three-day weekends to play around in their sex dungeon. You gotta be what? in the office seven days a week, bye-bye-bye, bye, sell, sell, sell. No. You can't be taking all three-day weekends. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, that's how you become a billionaire is you get other people to do their work for you. You don't do your own work unless you have to. Your and, time is valuable, meaning you get to spend it how you want it. No. My, I'm just saying it's poor work ethic. Schmucks work for someone else. He works so much harder at getting her to sign that contract than he does at selling pencils or whatever that company does. Yeah, by design. Smart businessman. Also, my third bold statement is that the most unrealistic thing in this movie, no girl 
no girl named Anastasia makes it to graduating college as a virgin. <laughs> None. <laughs> there are no virgin Anastasias. Well, I know what happened. All of her potential boyfriends came over to her house and saw her mom instead. <laughs> Lost interest for Anastasia. Tried to pursue the mother and she never saw them again. Or, or the roommate, who was way easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the roommate that puts out. Yeah, this poor thing. Like, she needs to keep unattractive friends around her or something. The roommate puts out immediately and also gets a billionaire with way less baggage. And guess what? No contract that yeah. we know about. <laughs> yeah, she... Oh, want... also that guy smiles. I want the movie about them. Oh, that's boring and regular. <laughs> What's your worst line? Uh, my worst line, um, let's see. Oh, the second time they meet, after they go out for anger coffee, uh, he says, I'm not the man for you. I have to let you go. And she responds with, goodbye, Mr. Gray. What? Y We're 12 minutes into the movie. <laughs> you guys are breaking up. You've only had coffee. Yeah. All we know about either one of you is that you're poor actors. <laughs> you want to know the, another bad line? Yes, I Seg do. Segging into your statement. Uh, it's when he is in the hardware store with her and he's asking about what sort of masking tape he should buy. And she recommends both sizes of masking tape. And he says, okay. And she responds with, it's rare to find a masking tape connoisseur. <laughs> 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 oh man all right my my worst line i already yep. said it and it's more about the delivery but also the line itself is when she's like really prodding him to figure out what it is he wants and he's like both hands on the window and he just goes i'm 50 shades of fucked up <laughs> i was like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> okay um what's but your... hold on if that hadn't been the title i don't think that would have been a bad line Right, but the, by the time the movie was made, the title of the book was already more famous than the book itself. Correct. So that's my point. You would think that the director would go, "Yeah, that's a little much." Well, I don't know, but then you know why it's called that. The if term, you don't say it, then you don't know why it's called that. The term Fifty Shades of Grey, which means like, ah, oh, it's real hard to figure out," mm -hmm. can't even be used anymore no. because of these books and movies. So it had to be in the movie. It, the movie couldn't have happened if they hadn't put it. If like that would have been an oversight. You would have been saying, you would have been sitting here bitching about how they never put that line in the so movie. So you're telling me when when this like on the night that this movie was released in theaters that a a uh, theater filled with lonely moms hopped up on Chardonnay, <laughs> stood and clapped when he said that. Oh, there was some hooting and hollering. <laughs> you know it. You those Karens got wild. <laughs> Are you kidding me? A bunch of husbands had Karens loaded on Chardonnay coming <laughs> yeah. home with rape yeah, yeah, yeah. in their eye. Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Go get the toolbox, Biff. <laughs> Biff. Karens marry Biffs. <laughs> what's your best line? Um, one of them is when they are having their contract negotiations, their business meeting. And they're going through each line of the contract. And she says, find anal fisting. And he responds with, I'm all ears. <laughs> I have that written down too. Yes. The, the, like, the like straightforward business uh, like uh, posture that mm -hmm. they have while mm -hmm. they're having this conversation. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a really funny scene. I liked it a lot. I want to have those business meetings frequently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have this as my best line, but I cannot recall when it happens in the movie. But she tells him, I'm not exactly jumping for joy to get tortured in your red room of pain. Like, 
Really? Because here's a two and a half hour movie about you deliberating about it. You sure like those helicopter rides though, <laughs> don't you, toots? <laughs> Who's your worst performance? Um, the lip bite. <laughs> just good grief. <laughs> the pensive virginic lip bite. So uh, this is on topic, but it's going to sound off topic. Dana Carvey was doing a stand-up special and he said that when he was making Wayne's World he had to go to the the dentist because he had TMJ like really really bad <coughs> pardon me and the <laughs> and the dentist was like well have you been doing anything weird he's like well I've been talking like this all summer and the dentist was like you have to stop doing that he was like, you have any idea how much they're paying me I guarantee you that Dakota Johnson had to use like uh lip balm from biting her lip of like industrial strength <laughs> she had to dip her, her front teeth in wax <laughs> she probably bit a hole in her lip <coughs> pardon me my worst performance is mm. dakota johnson i know what you're gonna say i that. when you send out a casting call for that role mm -hmm. you're only gonna really get two types that are gonna respond to it and they took probably one of the few people that landed right in the middle right because no like highly respected actress is going to take this role and you're going to get a bunch of like mm, i don't know what the the diplomatic way to say this is like porn actresses mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. like b-level softcore porn you're not, actresses you're probably not going to get another maggie gyllenhaal yeah exactly Secretary. yeah like like somebody that's going to elevate the role with a performance and is also willing to bear themselves and is also a good enough actress that they can play that level of naivete yeah, yeah. which like that's really hard to buy if you already know who that person like yeah. if angelina jolie came into this role You'd be like, yeah, fucking right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she knows. She knows. Uh, but so, so although I think she is the worst actor in this movie, I can only imagine how challenging it must have been for the casting director to find that person. This seems like a really tough role. Yeah. Because she had to be mousy and naive but yeah. she also had to put her foot down she also had to be willing to be naked and getting like she's actually getting hit yeah she's getting it yeah she, so, she had least, a lot to do or at least the butt double is getting it like somebody's getting it but mostly the scenes where she's clothed and previously to her quote enlightenment <laughs> her delivery of the lines is awful yeah it's really really bad weak. it's yeah it's playing naive which yeah and there's the other thing, like, if you're going to get someone who's not playing naive, they are naive, they're not going to take this role. Right. <laughs> they're yeah. not going to be naked for the first time on Yeah, camera. exactly. <laughs> um, and um, who is your MVP? My MVP is the dominant submissive contract health terms. <laughs> That was excellent life advice. That was great. That was a that was a, a watertight contract. Yeah, everybody, well everyone should really be following that for their own health. Yeah, like I liked it. <laughs> well done. Good job, contract. That was my MVP. I only yours? I only wrote down Jamie Dornan because I had to write someone down. Mm -hmm. No, no one and nothing about this movie was like strong. Uh, again, I, I liked the the um. I was going to say the choreography, the, the cinematography. The, like, aesthetics yeah, and the cinematography. I, I thought it was filmed really well. It was a good, it was a good looking movie. Okay. I'm, I, I didn't really, like, register that, but I can't disagree with you. There wasn't, nothing about this grabbed me. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you didn't sign the consent form. Well, what is your unredeemable moment? Oh, drunk Anastasia. 
when she was standing in line trying to be drunk and trying to be like funny uh, it was her, her awful like, really bad that was rom-com stuff and poorly done like yeah. it's better in a in a uh like american pie or yeah, something yeah. like Hi, that uh, yeah I'm like drunk. it's um i have that written down so i'll go to my backup <laughs> just the character <laughs> names anastasia Steele and christian gray are parodies of themselves yes they are that is <laughs> if you asked if, if you just told your friend Tiffany, like, mm. write me an erotic thing, that's the type of character name she's going to come up with. That is Simpsons episode level of parody character yes. names of this sort of thing. <laughs> yes. Like, why couldn't they just have regular names? Right. Like, I get well, that they've now become iconic. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I think when the writers set off to make this the, this book or series of books, like, if I if I remember correctly, she wasn't someone who had already been making money off of writing and this was sort of her this was like just her having fun and experimenting and it turned it got turned and more, into more power it to her it worked no, out that's like that's <laughs> rad good for her but she's not i don't think she was ever trying to be like a fine writer of tomes so she's when trying she, to cash checks <laughs> well she i think she just wrote something that she enjoyed reading yeah. right all right so but but yeah i mean i don't know of another paperback like smut movie that's ever been this big yeah which uh, i say all due respect because like i like to do like creative writing from time to time just for my own amusement it will never see the light of day and it is this level of heavy-handed and cheese (laughs) because that's what entertains me Uh but i knows it when i sees it Mm -hmm. also (laughs) (laughs) um what is your favorite part um uh, it was Oh gosh, I didn't really have a favorite part. I thought it was oh. really funny when, <laughs> when, the, just like some of the heavy-handed stuff in there was funny. It shouldn't have been a favorite part because it was actually so goofy. But the close-ups of when she took the pencil. Oh my god! When she took the pencil <laughs> that had his brand on it, which is his last name, it says Gray, and she is doing like instead of nervously biting her her lip, she's now using the long pencil, uh, to push in her lip. Yeah. With a really, like, really uh, low aperture, yeah. <laughs> like, focus on her mouth, pushing this pencil into her lip over and over with his name on it. I'm like, okay, really? <laughs> like, really? We're doing this. Like, you guys wrote boxes that had to be checked off. They're like, well, we better put this in there. No one's going to get it. Or, uh, do you get it? Do yeah, you get you it? Get it huh? do, you, do you know what she's doing? Oh man, that <laughs> my favorite part is the business meeting. We've already gone over it quite <laughs> yeah, a lot. I it's, like that. Not only is it my favorite part, it's the only watchable part of the movie that isn't a sex scene. And the only reason the sex scenes are watchable is because there's naked people. That's better. Like that's just, <laughs> that's just better. We all we all people. universally agree no, to that. No, the sex scenes were awful. No, they were. No, they, they were. were awful because you got the un- the, uh, the rated version. <laughs> that's why they were awful. No, I'm agreeing with you. They're still the only watchable parts of the movie because there's naked people. It's like Bad. pizza. Bad pizza is still better than no pizza. Man, I've been thinking about pizza all day. <laughs> What's your better title? My better title is called euphemisms for virgins <laughs> that sounds like a manual like yeah a... well the other option is safe words for virgins <laughs> <laughs> that's a band name yeah well it's you know it's sex for dummies basically <laughs> but i was when i was thinking of my titles i was had a blank in my head and then for dummies 
Because <laughs> it's just that lowbrow. Yeah. I, was... I think that's... Carry on, actually. I'll, 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 carry, I'll continue my thought at the next question. My better title is Bondage Batman. Bondage Batman. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. This dude is... At one point, they're doing... I think it was Bondage during the negotiations. Batman. He's like, well, you're ready to fuck. And she's like, I am. And he goes, well, your thighs are pressed together and your, <laughs> your complexion has changed and your left eyebrow is... And I was like... He's reading bio information. I'm like, this dude is Batman. Like, everything about Batman. him is Batman. Batman. I would not be surprised to find out if he was the world's greatest martial artist. Childhood trauma turned him this way. <gasps> oh my god. They need to do a version of this movie and remake it with JCVD. <laughs> he could totally play this role, plus he's already got a French accent. Are you kidding me? What a miss. What a whiff. Ask me why I'm this way. Why are you this way? Because I am Fifty Shades of Fucked Up. Yeah, it is. <laughs> this, and then, and then, and then a triple take of him taking off his shirt. Every time he <laughs> Why has this never happened? JCVD, I know you're listening right now. Okay. You have got to get your foot in this door. Okay, listeners, <laughs> I know that your email inbox is already influxed with tons of petitions. I'm just asking you... To- for one more, Ooh, one and more. it's the Get JCVD into the Fifty Shades franchise. This is one contract you'll want to sign. <laughs> I think he has a movie called Full Contract. Okay, it's going to be between him and Anastasia's mom. Yes, yes. But then it's not the same. She's obviously very experienced. Never mind. Okay, well, there <laughs> needs to be someone else, and then JCVD. Okay, is this movie good, bad, or just bad? Man, this is really tough, actually, because they're taking this super lowbrow, schlocky, smut subject material, and it lives within a good-looking movie with good production and Danny Elfman (laughs) (laughs) and quality materials. Like, there's nothing laughably bad about this movie except for its source content. What if Danny Elfman thought this was a Grey's Anatomy movie? Like, the, the movie adaptation of Grey's Anatomy. And he was like, wait, oh, what? Boy. What are we doing? Oh, <laughs> boy. They're like, all right, write the scene where he's tying Shaburi and then tickling her with the peacock feather. <laughs> write the scene. I am going to give this a good bad by a hair. <laughs> and here's why. Uh-huh. I do want to see the next movie. And Both I know that it's trash. Okay. I know that it is. This is the boner version of Fast and Furious. We all know oh, they're bad. Fair enough. We all know they're bad, and fair we enough. cannot wait for the next one. Fair enough. Right? Like okay. I, I don't necessarily like anything about this movie, but I have to see where it goes. And when you watch franchises like that, mm-hmm. if you think of something, I can't think of an example that's like twenty years old. You probably didn't like it the first time you watched it, mm-hmm. but you were intrigued with where it was going to mm-hmm, go. Mm-hmm. And so you end up re-watching something, mm-hmm. and then you like it because you rewatched it. Right. And then you pass it on to your kids, and they watch it. You pass it on to their kids. <laughs> well, then I guess we're going to have to see if there's an unrated version of the sequels. Because yes. <laughs> I know what you're doing tonight. You're going to sit alone but, with your box of pizza. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to give it a good bad, because we did sit through the whole thing. I wasn't, like, in pain watching it, no. and I want to see where it goes. Yeah. Then you're right. And, it's it's and a good bet. I hate bed. that about myself, and I'm really gonna have you, to sit with this. You hate that about yourself, yet you are the host of a podcast called Good Bad to the Sequel, meaning you 
love this about yourself. Yeah, but I meant like Bruce Willis movies, not... (laughs) 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 All right, that is going to cover it for this movie. Uh, Follow us on Instagram at The Good Bad Show so that you can vote on the upcoming movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I do not know what that vote is going to be yet, so I'll come up with that later on in the week. And if you guys have any questions, suggestions, or complaints, you can get to us there. Who's complaining? I bet you there's a lot of people complaining. Go to hell. (laughs) (laughs) That's where you and your complaints go. Mostly about you, though. What did I do? All right. We will see you guys next time. (laughs) Peace.